Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. We also discuss politics and social issues. I'm in the studio, well, after a two-week break with my good friend for over 65 years uh, and co-host, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, what's up there, good buddy? All right, what's happening, Fonz? How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> good to be back in here. Good to be back in the studio, man, and yeah. doing a podcast, you yeah, know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Folks, we enjoy doing this immensely, uh, and we've been doing it for a while, and I hope you enjoyed listening to our music sele- selection and our discussion. All right. <clears throat> Ready for the holidays, Larry? Uh, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still out there. Yeah. As you see, I just came from game sh- shop, and I was on the line for about a good half an hour before I got a chance to see somebody at the cash register. I don't like those those kind of lines, but... What you going to do? Yeah, for a gra- my great-granddaughter, so it's worthwhile. She's a gamer? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, all right, folks, man, you know, hey, holidays are here. Do what you do on them, you know. Some people celebrate them and go all the way. Other people, not so. You know, when you get to be our age, man, uh, they, don't, they don't seem like what they used to be. Uh, but that's just the cycle of life. You know, folks, we always start the show off with a song that uh, addresses social issues, a poem, something that deals with, with, with positive vibrations in the human condition. And here's a piece, man. We, we had to go back to pull this one out. Uh, and it's in reference to African-American history because, you know, our, our music go back to the blues and the gospel. And, and regardless of the, the music form that you may like, jazz, hip-hop, rock, it has its roots, American music, in uh, blues and gospel. So uh, our social justice song is a song that, you know, sort of tells you to keep the eye on the prize. And it's by a group called, one of my favorite groups, man, from the 60s, and it's still around, Sweet Honey in the Rock. And uh, in the morning when I rise. So sit back and enjoy.
yeah. Oh, yeah. That sweet honey in the rock. In the morning when I rise. You know, that song is an inspirational song. And so people who are struggling with issues like we are with issues of social justice, uh, difficulties, challenges in their life, in that morning when you get up, man, keep your eye on the prize and stay inspired. Larry, how you like that? Oh, man, that was really good. It reminded me of uh, church experiences that I have the, uh, in, Pentecost, in a Pentecostal church. Uh, oh, man, it's just, it's just uh, you know, the inspiration that you get from that is just like, forget about it. Yeah. You know? So it's really cool. I, I, I really, uh, <laughs> it took me back. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, uh, gospel, some go- African-American gospel, uh, regardless of our struggle or situations or circumstances, man, there's always that possibility of overcoming. And, and, and they sing about that, uh, you know, they, uh, uh, if not right now, then later, you know, uh, keep going. The next day, things can get better, you know, and that's an important element in this whole fight for social justice, this whole fight for justice around the world. Sometimes I guess things seem so hopeless, you know, but, you know, you, you got to think back, man, you know, uh, many times in our lives things seem hopeless and we overcame it. So, like saying to say, that too will pass. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's a good saying. Yeah. You know, very up, very up and optimistic. Yeah. All right, folks, that was our song on social justice, an inspirational song, Sweet Honey in the Rock, In the Morning When I Rise. Um, we're going to spend a little time to discuss an issue. You know, I uh, recently read an article that talked. It took a poll of... Uh, 18 to 29 year olds, and it found that Biden had only 35% approval rating. But even with that 35% between the 18 and 29 year olds, he was still leading Trump. And some of the issues for the low rating is student loans, climate changes, and the war in Ukraine and the Israel conflict. Is that 35% a warning? Uh, is he in trouble? Or will he pull through like he's always done historically? Larry, what do you think? I think it's a warning, number one. Um, and he is capable of pulling through. And I'm glad to hear that even with those low approval numbers, that Trump is still behind him. That's, um, that's hopeful for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was like four different issues that 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 come up uh, that are important to to them. You know, their student loans. You know, he he hasn't been able to fully do what he promised in uh, the previous election, and you know, the hot topics now with Israel and um, uh, Ukraine. Uh, those are two hot issues. That um, you know, you would hope that the country would be unified on, but they're not. They're not. It's another thing that we're not unified on uh, are those two issues, and 
uh, the problem with that is that uh, Biden's and he it seems to me he has to support Israel because they're an ally, but he can also criticize them for how they're handling the situation, which is what I think that he's doing. But it may not be enough for those people who are to the far left. It may not be enough. So he has a he has a dilemma, and, and the, the dilemma also includes the Ukraine, uh, which is that's a big issue, and pretty soon they're going to run out of um, money. I think I, I, even though they're putting up a good fight, I think it's worthwhile for us to support them. But how far do we support them? You know. Well, I mean. Ukraine, Ukraine is a whole nother issue. I mean, I don't think we should support them at all. Okay, that's that's my opinion. Okay, uh, <clears throat> uh, because they they they're going to lose. They're destroying that country. Uh, there's there's nothing left, and Putin's not going to lose. He will, and and already you know Congress is is leery on funding them folks. Israel. Man, I disagree with his stand on Israel immensely, only because regardless of being an ally, genocide is genocide. And I, that, you know, and I, as I said before, Hamas did these crimes against humanity. Yes, they did. But we should not support Israel's crime against humanity, where they make the target a whole, a whole population of people. Uh, we were the only country in the world on the UN that voted not to sanction Israel. We're the only one, uh, and and uh, he's losing support of young people, and and that's more than a, a just a battle, soldier by soldier, fight. Israel and Gaza is soldier against civilian. That, that that tears into young people in a whole different way. A lot of folks are saying, you know, I, 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 what I hope not to happen is that they say, uh, uh, I can't vote for, for Biden out of my conscience. The other part is the idiot, Trump. You know, you've been following him. This guy's been almost quoting Hitler. Immigrants, you know, are corrupting the blood of America. What yeah. the hell is he talking about? You know what he's talking about. Yeah, I know what I mean in a very sarcastic way. Yeah, 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 way. yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. that he's, is that is uh, that, that's that's something that Hitler Hitler espoused. The same yeah, thing. I know, I know. The purity of the race, the purity yeah. of the blood. Um, you know, and, and whatever Biden for failures are, he's keep putting his foot so far up his mouth that it, it'll kind of seem it may counteract it. You know. Yeah, but you know the fact that there are people that like what he says. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know uh, that doesn't see it as a as a danger. No, that's a belief system. They believe that. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I was talking to somebody, and, and he said, I can't understand how these people are delusional. I said, they're not delusional. That's a belief system. And the people advocating that, that's a strategy. It's nothing, you know, they, they know precisely what they're doing and precisely what they're saying. And they know, you know, they're appealing to a segment of the American population. 
Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that 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 that's something that's going to be. Uh, uh, that's a tough tough issue. That is yeah. a really a tough issue. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just hopeful. Yeah. That Biden is able to to pull it out. Yeah. 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 Because otherwise, I think we we're going into. Well, uh, you know, a non-democratic country, uh, a dictatorship. But or, tides or, are changing, man. Just the other, yesterday, Colorado Supreme Court t- said he can't be on the ballot. The state of Colorado, the Supreme Court, said Trump cannot be on the ballot because he violated the Constitution. Section 3 of the, the 13th Amendment that was passed after the Civil War and it was really geared towards, you know, the returning Confederate citizens. It said anybody involved in an insurrection cannot run for office, including the presidency. Colorado just voted for him not to be on the ballot. He is going to appeal that. And it's, so that was their Supreme Court, right. which means it goes to the Supreme, Supreme Court. Supreme Court, yeah. Now, the Supreme Court can say, we're not taking that case. Right. Because it's a case of, that deals with states' rights, or they can rule on it. If they rule on it, will they rule on they it know. on the basis of the Constitution? If they rule on it on the basis of the Constitution, they have to rule for Colorado, not for Trump. Yeah, well, you got to understand that's the issue. Will politics get involved, or will the law, as it is written, you know, uh, proceed? Very interesting. But um, my my point is. This stuff is getting serious yeah. on him, the same way it's getting serious on Giuliani. They just lost a $158 million lawsuit yeah. in Georgia. These things are piling up. Yeah. And so whatever the situation Biden may be in, the weight of all these other situations on the Trump and Trump Republicans is going to be enormous by the time we get to the next election. Wow. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I just I'm just I'm just hopeful that these people can come back to reality and and, and there, there really is check. Their, that is that is their reality, brother. They yeah. ain't coming nowhere. Yeah, yeah. All right, Larry, man, we got to move to some jazz, man, folks. Today's show is on some classic jazz songs, man. Songs that sort of changed the direction of jazz. Songs that made an impact. We're going to play some of the, the top classic songs in jazz. And we're going to start off with no one, man. This is a, a recording done by the Duke himself. Uh, and this is, this is a version of it done in 1957, the Minuendo and Crescendo. Duke Ellington, sit back and enjoy.
That was a 1957 live recording of Duke Ellington and his band in a piece called Diminuendo and Crescendo in Blue. Man, that was jumping. And yeah. it includes the uh, solo by Paul Gonzalez. Uh, man. He also recorded that in 1956 at the uh, Newport Jazz Festival. Uh, and you can see the brilliance of his arrangement and composition. And man, what an arrangement. That yeah. was for sure, man. It was the, the back and forth like they were talking, like they were talking like, like they were back and forth with the old man and the bass and the drums were just keeping the beat, maintaining you know, such a a tempo that was really fast and really in, intriguing the way that they were able to do that whole thing. But Duke is such a great composer. Duke is such a great composer. He puts everything together. Yeah, and arranged, the arrangement on that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I agree. All right, folks, we're doing... Uh, Classic jazz songs, those those jazz songs that really made a major impact on the uh, on the jazz field. And our first one was a Duke Ellington piece, uh, Diminuendo and Crescendo in Blue. And here's our second song, man, a piece by Charlie Mingus, another fabulous composer, Moaning. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wow. Charlie Mingus moaning. <clears throat> what a lineup. Charlie Mingus on bass. You had tenor sax, Booker Evans. Charlie Mingus was on that double bass. And on the drums, you had Ronnie Richmond uh, piano. You had Horace Palin. Alto sax, you had Jackie McLean and John Handy. And trombone, you had Jimmy Keeper. Man, that's a lineup. And had a brilliant arrangement and composition. He was a genius. Charles Mingus. Larry? Yes, that was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. I love the way <laughs> Mingus just goes. Yeah, Mingus was one of those that uh, laid the foundation for modern jazz, as we know jazz today. <clears throat> His uh, The Clown album is considered one of the uh, top three albums that laid the foundation. And the second album that people consider to help lay the foundation for modern jazz is another genius. John Coltrane, my favorite thing.
Pure perfection, folks. Pure perfection. John Coltrane, my favorite thing with John Coltrane on soprano sax. Uh, McCoy Tyner on piano. Jimmy Garrison on bass. And Elvin Jones on the drums. Masterpiece, man. Uh, the Charlie Mingus and John Coltrane were two geniuses that laid the foundation for modern jazz. Larry. Yes, and uh, this one, I just it's just so sweet. I mean, it's just like, man, it's just, I just love li- listening to this one. It just, just puts you in another world. It just takes you 
Yeah. It's so uh, tr tranquil and serene. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And those are some of the, just some of the words to describe the playing on that. And, uh, you know, um, McCoy, I love McCoy as a pianist and the way his, his, uh, he's so strong with it when he's, when he's playing. Um, but on this, it, it's, it's another thing and it's another way that he, he can play. He's such, he's such a great pianist as well as everybody that played on this, uh, particular piece. Like you said, we're doing classic stuff today. This is one of one of the very best. Yeah, yeah. There was um, Train and uh, John Coltrane and Charlie Mingus we played earlier. Changed the direction of jazz. It was and laid the foundation for modern jazz. But there was one other that came along and also changed the direction of jazz. Took it. These cats took it away from bebop and made it modern jazz. And the third person who did it, man, was also a genius, Miles Davis. And from one of his number one selling albums, which is another masterpiece, Kind of Blue, we're going to play So What.
masterpiece, masterpiece. That's Miles Davis uh, playing So What from his uh, classic kind of blue album with Miles Davis on trumpet. John Coltrane and Cannonball Adley on alto, on tenor sax. Bill Evans and uh, on the piano with uh, Winston Kelly and Paul Chambers on bass and Jimmy Cobbs. That is brilliant. One of the artists and one of the albums that laid the foundation for modern jazz. How'd you like that? Martin? Yeah, that was really that was really tremendous. Uh, Cannonball and and Train playing together. Uh, that was beautiful, beautiful. Um, all everybody on it. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, like today you were, we're playing some really great classical jazz. Yeah. That laid foundation. Wow. For modern jazz, these, these cats laid it. They 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 laid they they changed the direction from bebop to modern jazz. And once modern jazz hit the scene, man, you know it, it took off and it also went in new directions. And you had artists who came along, man, and did some very creative stuff. Uh, stuff that was almost unheard of prior to uh, the artists we played. And here's one, you know, that he combined stuff that we never heard before. Donald Byrd, Donald Byrd in the 60s, De Cristo Redento. <laughs> Voices, folks.
That's Donald Byrd and his band with voices on the New Perspective album on a piece called Cristo Redento, Christ the Redeemer. That's Donald Byrd, Byrd on trumpet. You had Hank Mobley on sax. That was Herbie Hancock on the piano. And uh, Kenny Burrell on the guitar. And one thing all these classic jazz songs have in common is that they were all new and original, doing stuff that people weren't doing before. Folks, we got to play one more, uh, one more piece of an innovator who did stuff differently and produced a classic, Eddie Harris, Silver Cycles. Thank you. 
That's Eddie Harris and his group in 1969 on his classic uh, performance, Silver Psycho. Larry, how you like this last stuff? Yeah, uh, well, that was the, the, that brought in a lot of electrical stuff with that album, uh, Moog synthesizers, and all that type of stuff was starting to happen around this time, which was a change in what was, you know, everything was acoustic and and basically nothing was electric until maybe a little bit of guitar was electric. But other than that, um, this was one of the albums that brought in uh, the electrical element, element to Absolutely, jazz. Absolutely, brother. Jazz fusion, yeah. yeah. You know, um, I remember that album when it came out. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah It was so innovative, folks. You know, and the one before that, Cristo Redento, man, was just a classic. Man, we used to, before we used to leave yeah, we, somebody's house, always we, played. we always played that. Yeah. Hey, okay, folks, man, this is, uh, we, we had, what a great podcast. We were playing classic jazz songs, and I hope you enjoyed it, man. You know, this is our last podcast for 2023. The year's over, man, and we won't be back uh, in the studio with a new podcast into t- the first week of 2024. Larry, man, you know, how'd you like this podcast, brother? Oh, it was beautiful, man. I loved it. <laughs> I love classic jazz anyway. I mean, I love the way that, uh, you know, these innovators started a new trend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and brought about a, a, a revolution, not a revolution, but a change. An evolution. An evolution. Yeah. yeah. An evolution in the, in, in the music that we love to listen to. Yeah. That's just the way we like it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You said it, brother. <laughs> so, folks, you know, uh, it's Christmas time. And so we want to, whether you celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, or whatever, or none of the above, we still wish you a happy season. And we're going to go out on one of my favorite Christmas songs, man. And as always, to the next time, peace and love. And here's The Temptations. For the night before Christmas... And all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. In my mind, I want you to be free. For all of my friends, would you listen to me?
Thank you. 